Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 277 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 2 John today and our focus is on how should Christians handle Jehovah's Witnesses and other false teachers coming to their house, plus finishing the Christian race well. Well, every day we get into God's Word chapter by chapter. Our goal is to encourage you in daily Bible intake, reading, understanding, and obeying. Our website is Bible2021.com, B-I-B-L-E 2021.com. So today we are going to read an entire book of the Bible together, one whole book. Well, actually, it's a letter, but people do call it a book of the Bible, so that's something. And in most English translations, Second John is the shortest book in the Bible by word count and verse count, so I guess we shouldn't be too impressed with ourselves. That said, Second John is a pretty interesting book or letter. On the surface, this is the only book of the Bible addressed solely to a female. It starts out, the elder... To the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. Now, a lot of scholars, probably most scholars, believe that the elect lady and her children doesn't actually refer to a particular lady, but to the church John is writing to. He's being euphemistic here and its members. But I actually kind of go the other direction. I agree with the early church father Athanasius, who lived in the 300s AD, and he believed that not only did John addressed this letter to a particular female person, but that her name is in the greeting, which is the Greek word kyria, which can be translated lady, but can also be a proper name, kyria, which is actually kind of a cool name. I believe this might be the case because 3 John, which is very, very similar to this letter in almost every respect, and it, it is written specifically to a man named Gaius. So either way, it's an interesting letter, as short as it is, and it has quite a bit of content that's worthy of discussion. Let's talk about false teachers first. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons are fairly well known for knocking on doors and passing out literature. Both groups are relatively new in terms of history, so nothing in Second John is specifically addressed to the Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons, but John's commands covers these groups and other false teachers. In this letter, John first calls on Christians to love each other and says that we show love for each other by following the commands of Jesus, which kind of echoes what's in 1 John. And John then addresses a particular kind of false teaching called Gnosticism that denies Jesus came in the flesh, denies he came as a human. And the letter of 2 John says that those who deny that Jesus came as a real flesh and blood human are deceivers and antichrist. Finally, John lays down this command in verse 9 and 10. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. So John is telling us through this letter that we are not to greet or welcome into our home a certain kind of false teacher. And he warns us that welcoming such a person is helping them with their evil works. But what kind of false teaching or teachers are we being warned about? Well, I think the warning is pretty general. John says, those who do not bring the teaching of Christ. So 
This would include those who warp the teaching of Christ, leave things out, add things to it, uh, like Gnostics or Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and many, 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 many others. John tells us that we are not to greet them, and when they come to our house, do not give them anything, no hospitality or welcome or anything like that. Now, I think this is specifically directed towards false teachers who are in the middle of propagating their false teaching. Uh, it's one of the few times in the Bible that Christians are commanded to do something that is on the surface quite rude. But the reason is presented here. Greeting or welcoming a false teacher into your home encourages them and gives them energy to keep going in their wicked works. And John commands that we have should we should have no part in fueling the spread of false teaching. Now, this does not indicate that we should be mean or harm somebody or insult them or anything like that. Simply that we are not to welcome or greet those we know who are going about the active business of spreading false teaching, teaching that doesn't agree with the word of God, the teaching of Jesus as contained in the Bible. One other thing John addresses here, and it's very deep. We've discussed it before. Many modern churches kind of emphasize like the moment of decision, walking the aisle to become a Christian, praying the prayer to ask Jesus into our hearts, making a momentary decision for Christ. Now, this is not entirely wrong because the Bible gives us several examples of people getting saved in a moment, making a decision for Christ like the Philippian jailer and his family and those who heard Peter's first sermon in Acts chapter 2. However, in comparison to most modern Christians, the Bible kind of underemphasizes that part of salvation, the decision for salvation, and puts much greater focus on continuing in Jesus for a lifetime, following him. For instance, consider what John says today in verses 8 and 9. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. So a Christian must not outrun, so to speak, the teachings of Christ, but must stay, must remain, must abide in his word and in his commands. Thus we are called to a daily walk of following Jesus, not merely a one-time single sort of decision where we walk the aisle of the church and gain some, uh, like a fire, ex fire insurance certificate to keep us out of hell. Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 3. He says, I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Christianity is not merely about the beginning of the race. It's about the beginning and the end in the middle of the race. If you have truly begun the race with Christ, you will finish the race with Christ because he will preserve you. But you, you and I make our calling and election sure by continuing in the message and teaching of Christ on a daily basis, taking our stand by holding on to the good news. Continuing in the word of Christ is the difference between believing in vain and being saved. Well, let's read our short book or letter, if you prefer. Second John, verse 1. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth. 
just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist, Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting, for whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Though I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. Well, let's close out with our Bible memory passage for the month of October. It is 1 John 4, 7 and 8, and it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.